Hello and welcome to the Potters Podcast. And we're back again, obviously, and we're going to talk about a lot of stuff this week. But first, before we go into anything else, we're going to talk about the massive playoff semi-final win. Port Vale are into the final of the League 2 playoff. You didn't want to talk about this, Anne, but what do you think? I don't care. I'm only interested in one playoff, and that is the playoff final tomorrow at Wolverhampton. All credit to the Vale, they've done extremely well to come back from two goals down in one match and then uh, to come back from two goals down in the penalty. But we could have this discussion time and time again. I'm a Stoke fan. This is a podcast about Stoke, so don't let's waste any time. All right, it's a bit sensitive. Is this because it's it's the bitter rivals of Stoke? (laughs) Listen, you think... You think that more people are like you than are like me about Stoke and Vale. They're not. Once again, your delusion comes to the fore. Come on, get on with it. Stoke against Wolves tomorrow. Right, we'll talk about Wolves tomorrow. We've got a big playoffs in the under 23s, isn't it? Where we, we, we could sneak it, let's be honest. And, you know, we've got a good chance of it here, haven't we? Well, I think we could. And, and I think it's fantastic that, that Stoke have, uh, have got got to this final and all credit to them it just shows how the academy products are now coming through and I think that's just brilliant for the football club and you know we wish them every success obviously and hopefully uh, next podcast we'll be talking about we're the famous Stoke City and we're in Premier One well that's the thing Wembley you said that well no no one said that I don't think at this moment (laughs) in time but there's also been a bit of news coming out about the Youth Academy. Jarrett, who played in the last game, and I think, didn't he score as well, Jarrett? He was yeah, being linked. Well. He's been linked to Queen's Park in Scotland for some yes, reason. Yes, I saw that. And um, I think it's inevitable that anybody that uh, shows any promise out of our academy at this moment in time will be trapped by other clubs because the academy's done so well. Um, and and that's, that's just the the most important thing for these youngsters look he'll have an agent his agent will want the best for him Stoke will try and get him to stay if they think he's going to make it Um, I I wish everybody all the best of luck that's placed for Stoke and and might improve themselves but I'd rather them do it at Stoke so we'll have to watch that space yeah well that's another one going but when we talk about the three players that have shone this this year in the academy Sparrow was one uh, flying well Um, we've got Tez Jal who's been slowly breaking into the first team got I think two appearances now for the uh, full side anti now and um, I don't know the other one is he uh, the left back can't think well, of his name are you talking about Forrester uh, no not Forrester no because he, he's been out on loan anti he was actually at Mansfield who were, were trying to <laughs> trying to <laughs> defeat the Vale but he didn't have a successful loan spell did he um, no, came back. I think Chris Norton's back as well, and T. I don't know if Goodwin's yeah, still at all the pool. Yeah, he was at Cheltenham. Um, to be fair, we've got a good, good crop of players, but I don't think they'll keep Norton, from what I'm hearing. No, I don't know. And then you've got Lewis McCarry, who's out on loan too at Dundalk. Yeah, in um, the Irish league and Irish top so flight. So he's probably he, he is doing well. I I actually think Connor Taylor will um, will come back and for a month and I think we'll loan him back out to Bristol again I don't think we'll keep him uh, at home well isn't that a bit of a travesty really because I think he's he's done enough there to get maybe on the bench a regular bench place at Stoke and play every now and again really yeah well we'll see I mean I, I just think that he will probably gain more experience from going out on 
on loan again, but um, we may it maybe needs must. I mean, my biggest concern, as we've said before in podcasts, is is the fullbacks at Stoke. I mean, we've got Morgan Fox, haven't we? The end. Don't mention Morgan Fox again. There's no need for that. I don't. I don't want to. He, he's, he's not. He's not at all. I mean, do Vale want him? If they get promoted, they can have him. Just have a weird dance. Put some strings. Say, do you want Morgan Fox? And they can have Who to? to whoever you know at Vale. I don't know. Well, I mean, there's your answer. Why? <laughs> Why, Delilah? Would I? I do that. Not a chance. They, they can have him. They can have him, can't they? they, they can, why not? Um, well, do you want to keep him? No, I, I'm saying no. I, I don't really know why this is becoming a half and half podcast. It's almost like Radio Stoke. Hey, don't be it's like almost, that now. It's almost all about the veil. Get well, off. Get on with it. Right. So the big games, obviously, got to go up for the playoffs and we get promoted to the top flight of youth levels, which is going to do the club a hell of a big thing, isn't it? That. Uh, so t- tell us everything about it. Where, where we're playing with Wolverhampton's ground at the Molyneux, isn't it? And you know how can you get there? You know all the info, don't you? Well, I mean, if, if you know, if you use social media properly, you would know that Stoke were granted fifteen hundred tickets, and as close of prey on Friday, I think they sold at seven hundred and ninety of them. Which for an under twenty three game, that um, you know, end of the season, I think that's brilliant. Yeah, Wolverhampton isn't too far away. They they, they had nearly two thousand for the for the home game, so it, it's. You, you could still get your tickets, but you've got to get them by, um, I think it's by midday tomorrow, um, and, and go to the game. And hopefully, you know, Stoke, everybody will go and support the lads and uh, a place in the top flight of Premier League 2 awaits if, if they do it. And, and I just just wish them all the best. It's a big thing, you know, it's a, it's a big achievement. I mean, there's so many class players that play under 23 football not just at Stoke there's so many players and and when you look you look at the the players that are the playing I mean they Jack Griffiths and Will Goodwin scored the in the two non-win in the semi yeah okay Nottingham Forest would appear to be your favourite team um had, had a man sent off but Stoke still had to win and they did uh, I think Wolves were four points and one place above Stoke um and they won in a penalty shootout against Norwich. So uh, if it's 90 minutes and it's level, it's extra time and penalties tomorrow, well, we know what, what a drain penalties can be. So um, we just don't... But the club, as I say, have had 1,000 tickets and they're £4 for adults, £2 for over, 60, under, over 65s, under 21s are free, and season card holders and under 17s are free. But let me just say this now in case anybody cares and wants to get a ticket before they can't. You've got to get them in advance of the game. You can go online via tickets.stokecityfc.com or you can go in person to the Bet365 Stadium or you can call 01782 367 599 to get your tickets. But I'll say it again, you've got to get your tickets by 4.30, not 12, 4.30 tomorrow. And you can't go down to Wolves and get a ticket on the day, and no tickets will be available for collection at the stadium. So you've you've got to make certain, Ian, that you get your ticket booked, um, and off you go. And yes, I have got my ticket, and yes, I am going. Are you going, Ian? Yeah, I'm going. Of course I'm going. Yeah, that's a big fib. I can see your nose from here. No, I am going. Don't, don't start to deny my loyalty to this club. I didn't start a Stoke podcast up to talk about... 
you know, the garbage you we've been seeing. You, you started up to talk about the mail, of course you did. What, what for the first time in four <laughs> years? <laughs> you don't listen back to some of the original podcasts, Sam. <laughs> it's to rip them to pieces. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't anymore, now, can you? Because they're, they're the golden team. They are the um, golden team. Let's let's get that one straight into category. If they get promoted to League One, they're still crap. So let's, let's put that in and probably... Right, moving on. Yes. Before we before we get angry about Paul Vale. But another bit of good news is Arsenal have messed it up. They're not getting in the Champions League. Well, you or proper right. You can't say that. They could actually win today and um Tottenham do the unthinkable and not win. It could be um it's going to be very interesting. I mean, for me, having had not the greatest results this week that I wanted, then I would be looking at um I think Man City will beat Villa, although obviously Gerrard won't want them to, and I think Liverpool will beat Wolves. So, you know, it looks like Man City going to win the title by by one point to me. Uh, the going down is going to be interesting. I, I do think Leeds will go down because they've got Brentford, and um, I think Burnley will, will win their game. They're at home, aren't they? Um, so, <sighs> who would you rather play away next season? Oh, Leeds every time. Why? Why Leeds? Well, because I think Burnley have, have got uh, the ability to go straight back up. I don't, I'm not so sure Leeds have. They've got massive crowds. They think they're a massive club. Um, I, I, I'm not so sure Leeds will be equipped because I think people will go in and raid the team and take the better, better players. I think Rafinha will go. I think uh, Calvin Phillips will go. Uh, I, I, I'd like to think we could get Bamford, but we won't, of course. Um so that's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm disappointed Everton stayed up, only because I think um, Everton would have been nice to go and play them again. You know, like two two really good sides playing each other in in stadiums where we've had success and failure before. But listen, we'll be playing in the Premier League next se- the season after next anyway. Okay, right. <laughs> So see, I've got a feeling Burnley will drop today. I think they'll slip up, and I think Leeds will draw. So I've got a feeling Burnley will drop today. Well, uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind that really, because uh, to be honest, it, it doesn't matter, does it? I, I'm disappointed purely for myself that Sunderland have come up. Uh, well, that was the next a, sort of yeah, subject it's a point. Long way into it, and um, but it's a nice place know, to go. It's a good ground. It's a good atmosphere. Oh, it's a great ground, and of course we've got Danny Bart back up there, back in the Championship, and. Uh, it was quite interesting to see Vokes and um, him yesterday at Wembley. Who would have thought it? I know him. Um, well, talking the rumours I'm hearing is they're going to let Bath go at the end of the season. So since promotion, they're going to keep him if he stayed down, let go if if they got promoted. So about there having a big big shake up, and hopefully they can get some of the targets we're after because there's a yeah. lot we don't want. And um, we'll go into that now. Uh, about the transfer rumours and targets that have come up. after, I'm not really impressed with what we've been linked to at the moment, Andrew. I've got to be honest. We've well, been linked... who, do you think, who have we been linked with? Then? Well, we've been linked to a 14-year-old goalkeeper in Ben Foster. We've been linked to a man who's always sideways and on line down, which is Andy Carroll. And we've been linked to Remain Sawyers because fathead Stephen Bruce uh, didn't want to give us a favour. And he's promised to keep him, yes. Yeah. So Bruce, has, um, so Bruce has basically stabbed us in the back by releasing him because we're going to end up signing him now. There's a Dan of the Championship. Not my words, Mick Pedrick's words. And we're on about signing Andy Carroll. Let's be honest, he's always on his side. So, 
you know, I'm not very impressed with what we've been linked with so far. Well, all I'll say about Andy Carroll is um, if we can sign him on pay-as-you-play, I wouldn't mind him having been in the squad. But I would never want him to start uh, because I don't think he could... Um, I don't think he's that good anymore. But I'd, I'd, if we could get him on a paper play and we didn't pay him much, then I, I would have him in the squad. Ben Foster, I don't think there's a chance of us getting Ben Foster because uh, of his salary. I think his wages will be too high. Um, I'm not so sure they're looking for a goalkeeper to be at the top end of the pitch. I think they're looking for a, a third-choice keeper myself. Um, but we'll just have to see. Yeah, I'm a bit scared of the people we're being linked to because, I mean, apparently we're being linked to Gary Cale today as well. Now, I know Gary Cale's played well, but we've already got, you know, in football terms, a geriatric centre-back. We don't really need two of them, do we, when it comes down to it? Um, I, I know he's had two great seasons at Bournemouth and he's been a great player over his career, without a question, but we don't want to start building a back because we've gone from being dead experienced and old to going young to then going back to really old with you know really really old players again and I'm, I'm getting I'm, you know I'm getting a bit confused because I know he said he wanted leaders but I don't think leaders necessarily means old does it no so it's a bit um, confusing yeah and the other one you talked about Remain Sawyers uh, listen I've seen Remain Sawyers hit passes that I never thought, you know, we'd see at Stoke again um, the likes that Arnie used to do and Bojan and Shakiri, But it happens so, so little. Um, and I think if we stick with the midfield we have had this last season, it's going to be the same problem as we had last season. I don't think we'll keep Joe Allen. A lot of people think we do. There's talk that he's happy to stay at the club. But even then, we need some strong, dynamic, fresh legs in there. Is Jordan Thompson going to be fit enough to last the whole season? Um, I thought Sawyer's played better alongside Baker. But for me, I, I, unless we can get some other really good young player in, I, I wouldn't be looking at Sawyer's. And Vrancic, let's just hope that he had a poor second half of the season because he was injured. I am not sure about him either. Yeah, I'll be honest with the players that we've re-signed. I mean, Nick Powell's re-signed. And I don't mind Nick Powell to an extent because we know what he can do. problem is we don't see him enough, which is the problem. And Verancic, I do not for the life of me understand why we've re-signed him. After the complete drop-off to nothing that we saw in the second half of the season. I just don't understand why we've kept hold of him. Because we're going to have to keep hold of Klukas, who, let's be honest, as a player, we'd all let go at the same time as well. So now we've got Vrancic. And for me, I'm already disappointed, and For the players we're being linked to, the players that he's on about signing, and the players we're keeping hold of when we've got a good opportunity to get rid of him. You know, for me, I do not understand why we kept hold of Vrancic. Fair enough, he started well, but he faded away way before or halfway as well. It was probably, what, about September... November, he, he dropped off and never sort of got himself back. I, I don't understand it. I don't, Michael O'Neill's come out, Auntie, this week, said he's he's happy with what he's been linked to and the players that he's looking at. And from what I've been seeing, I'm not impressed at all. You know, Carroll won't play 12 games this season if we sign until the end of the season next next year. Uh, Vrancic is going to be sat on the bench on a big wage when we could have got rid of him. Remain Sawyers is probably going to be signed now because Steve Bruce has let us down. You know, he's on about signing another veteran goalkeeper, which means Berzik's probably going to be number one next season. 
I'm not impressed. Are you? Um, I think I'm hoping that they're going to pull some rabbits out of hats that we never ever thought of. Um, I mean, the January. If you go back to the January transfer window, we were all very excited after that window when you looked at who we'd signed. You know, there was um, Philogene Bedes. Well, you know all the players we signed, and we were all really optimistic. And then, of course, everything went wrong again. So let's hope that we make some similar signings and, and they're players like Rock the City signings that will actually do something that will help us to get up. I, I'm optimistic for, for two reasons, really. One, we can't keep having bad, bad windows. And two, I think everybody at Stoke knows this. They have to be better this season. You know, they have to do move heaven and earth to be better this season uh, because... We've had five dismal years, and I don't think too many people will be comfortable with the sixth. Well, no, I mean, it's 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 becoming hard watching it from how far we've fallen. I mean, I was watching like an highlights reel not long ago with the 6-1 season where we beat Liverpool, and I thought, you know, that wasn't even that long ago. <laughs> and then we've gone from being there to this average mid-table championship club. So it's got... A, it's got to change. Simple as that. If there's not enough change, then what do we do? Well, I mean, that's the thing. It has to change. But when you when you look at um, you look at other clubs, Sunderland have come back, right? Sunderland are um, back where they thought they belonged. They'll never think they should belong in the in the Premier League. But look how long they've been out of it. Look at Sheffield Wednesday, another team that not so long ago were a really class team. We've got no rights to, to be back where uh, we think we should be. But then when you look, what gets me, Ian, is when you look at the, the recent figures about how much tax Bet365 and the Coates family pay and how rich they are, I think we've got the fourth richest owners in British football now um, because Abramovich is going. Yet they can't spend any money on the club. You know that that's the annoying thing, and, and I know we know that spending money isn't isn't a guarantee, but it doesn't have help make your life easier if you start spending it properly. Uh, so we just have to we just have to hope that the recruitment goes better this year. I personally think it will, because I think that they they are pretty confident of getting five or six players that they wanted. Um, and as I say, the the second half of the season transfer wise was better than the first. Um, I think there's absolutely no doubt that a phobie will go. Stoke will probably give him away, which is another annoying waste of money. Um, Etebo will be gone, and so now you can say that this transfer window is where the clean sheet starts. You know, the whole slate's wiped clean, and I just feel we have to, we have to do something this season as a football club, and the owners will know that, and I think they will. What do you think? could be sort of an indication of what they are going to do a marquee signing or an improvement of maybe two or three marquee signings what do you reckon they're going to push the boat out and try to spend as much as they can because it's like what the, the villa model into you spend and spend till you get back up and then it doesn't matter does it do you reckon no, they'll follow that we're very lucky uh, to get back up as you know if they hadn't got back up they'd have been in the same boat as derby but they gambled and won um, we gambled in the first season of the championship and ironically got worse and worse um, what do I think they'll do I, I think they'll try and get they're obviously trying to keep Joe Allen 
you know, if we keep him, that's okay. I wouldn't consider that a marquee signing. Um, yeah, that's... I think that's a. I think that's an indication that uh, what they want isn't out there and available for the price that they would have to pay. So they might as well stay with what they know with Joe Allen. I think they will be uh, doing some swaps with clubs for players. I think there's going to be more swaps in the championship this year than um, anything else. I think they might swap players. I think Klukas might go in the swap deal. I've got no inside information, but that to me would be what might happen. I think we'll be looking um, again in bargain basements for people that they can improve, as they did with Jacob Brown. Um, So I don't think those marquee signings that you want... Um, you know, like Dwight Gale or people like that. I don't think they'll be coming to Stoke. But I do think there'll be some quite clever shopping done this summer. That doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence. That, that well, I there. never do, do I, Ian? You're always miserable when you speak to me. <laughs> Swap deals and bargain basements. And got yeah, the... but listen, you know, you, 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 you accept that's where we are. I accept that's where we are, but, it, you know, for me, it's a time for another gamble, for me. Just gamble and get the best young players in the championship and go up. Well, everything's a gamble, isn't it? Uh, we've, we've tried the gambling before, whereby we've spent absolute fortunes um, and got nowhere. So, yeah, it's a gamble. Um, but it's one, I think, they've just got to get it right this season, Ian. They've got to get it right, otherwise people will leave in droves. People will not continue... They'll find other things to do with their Saturdays, but they won't be going up the Vale. Oh, they definitely won't go up the Vale, will they? But I've already noticed a change in the atmosphere at the ground and how, you know, the, the tickets have been there because they have been dropping, haven't they? It's, people are sick of it because, they, you know, there was all this talk. Because, I mean, they never they never helped themselves, do they? The first two, what was it, three seasons were all going on about ambition, we're going to go up, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, and we ended up mid-table. And then the third season, we nearly went down. So, yeah. you know, people are sick of it now. And then, But it's this excuse comes out where they're celebrating how rich they are, but then nothing's happening at the club. No, I know. It's it, frightening, isn't it? It's, it's like two fans this week when I was at work were talking about it, going, yeah, the, the, yes, they're the big taxpayers and they've, they've done all this, but they can't seem to spend any money on the team, can they? And, and that's what a lot of Stoke fans think, you know, and it's different for us because we're more involved and we understand that, yes, it's budget-wise, because we didn't grow enough in the Premier League, because we didn't go out overseas enough, in my opinion, and friendlies and stuff, we didn't get a bigger brand. But, you know, for me, they've got to start spending money and, and yeah. risk going up. Because at the end of the day, if we carry on doing this swapping and getting loans in here and free transfers there, we're not going to get enough quality, are we? No, not at all. But you can only... Stoke could be being... Look, we were very clever and crafty, and we and we managed to, you know, change things to make the deficit not so bad and um, to stay within the rules of financial fair play. I just feel, I just feel that we will turn it round this season. I, I really do, and, and and I just feel because we have to. That's what I feel. We have to. Well, we definitely have to. There's no no question of that. It has to be done, and the change is. And is that because you've got? all the confidence in the world in my colonial or where's your confidence in this coming from though is what people want uh, it's probably blind optimism um <laughs> no i'm 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 actually going on law of averages you can't continue 
to be rubbish. And um, you also can't continue... Well, you can continue to be rubbish, but you can't always continue to have the bad injuries that we have had. And we're talking about a defence that lost Suter, and I think he'll be absolutely a difference for us because we'll be able to play out from the back rather than do it. Uh, I really, I really do think he was a massive loss. Powell was a massive loss, and and if those two can stay fit, um, then I do think we'll 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 be. Look, you look at our squad, and I don't think our squad has performed as well as it should have, even with the injuries. And I think they will perform next season. So it's no more than me thinking they have to, and I think they will. I like your optimism. That's all. That's all I'll say on that. I mean, I I have no faith in whatsoever. I think it'll be. I, I mean, I have faith that they'll improve, but it, again, it all depends on the signings. I mean, I've, I've looked at a lot of this squad. Squad, and I've, I've gone through it really, and I, I look from top to bottom of who we've got and who we've managed to keep hold of, and and we have got a good array of young talent. But it's only the young talent that I'd keep, and that's the big difference of it. You know, like all the experienced players. To be honest, if offers came in or the contracts were up, I would have let them all go. Because I just don't have any confidence in them. They're not consistent enough. And that's where my problem lies. You know, I'm keeping hold of Verancic, which we've already discussed, and Nick Powell. But we've had Powell now how many seasons? Is it three, four seasons? Three seasons we've had him now, haven't he? And he hasn't, he's, he's barely completed. He's nearly, he hasn't even started 20 full games at all them three seasons. It's a big yeah. problem. Especially when you've got yeah. no one behind him to come in and slot in if it is an injury. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And that's where we have to look at it. So now we're just going to have a quick overview of the teams that are going to be in there next season. We don't know, if, obviously, there's only one team that we don't know is going to go up or down. That's Burnley or Leeds. Personally, I think it's Burnley. You think it's going to be Leeds. We know the teams who are going to come up. And, you know, we have to look at it sensibly. Out of all those teams that have come down, is there any there? Norwich, I think, will be a, a big contender against straight back up because they always are. Watford are going to be dangerous because they've got rich owners who, for some reason, never scared of swapping things round. Do you think we have got an opportunity of the playoffs? Do you think, are we looking at playoffs next season? Because I, I definitely think we're going to struggle at that. But do you think we can make that to the playoffs? That's where your hope is. I, I think Stoke will finish in the playoffs. Uh, I think Norwich will be contenders. Uh, I'm not so sure about Watford being contenders. I think their bubble might have burst a little bit. Um, I certainly don't think Sunderland of the teams coming up will be contenders. But you, you look at uh, teams like Huddersfield, who, if they don't go up, I think they'll be like Barnsley. They had a great year, and then they had a bad year, so bad that they're, they're in, you know, they obviously things got really bad for them. Uh, I think Stoke. If Stoke don't make the playoffs, unless you know seven or eight of the team become very, very badly injured again, then that's a complete abject failure, and I just don't think it'll happen. I think Stoke will make the playoffs. You look at Nottingham Forest; they blew themselves well against us. Funnily enough, they they, they they just could lose the match against us and, and and still make the playoffs last year, unless they lost by four and we scored four. Well, they scored one of them for us. You look at other teams that have been there or thereabouts, Brentford, and they eventually went back up and have done a, made a good fist of it. And I think Stoke will do. I think Stoke will have learned enough in the last two seasons with Michael O'Neill uh, to to get in the playoffs. I, that's where I expect Stoke to be. And I don't think 
as much as I, it isn't my favourite style of football, Tony Pulisic wasn't my favourite style of football, but I'd have watched us win every home match one none and stay in the Premier League than be where we are now. Uh, you can be pragmatic and you can be sensible and you can have horses for courses. And I think Michael O'Neill has learnt enough now uh, to make certain that Stoke actually go up. That's my hope. And you know what? If they're not there or thereabouts around Christmas, I think uh, Stoke might make a change. Well, I agree with that. I think I think Michael O'Neill's up there as the. It, it's for me. Yeah, I think it's make a break this season for Michael O'Neill because I, I know what our board like, but I think if the people start not turning up and all because we're you know we're fourteenth in the league and it's Christmas time, you know he's going to go into. Let, let's be honest. For me, it's make yeah. a break. We know he's not going anywhere, which is why I'm not hundred percent pushing him out. I'm not his biggest fan. I think everybody's sort of gathered that. And it's not because of the way he plays, it's just because he's playing away a system where we don't have the players for. For me, I don't think we have the wing-backs and I don't think we have the, well, knockdown forward that can support Brown. So it's up to him to get that. Is that answer, Carroll? Well, if he's not there, we can't do it. So it's going to be a difficult one. I think Norwich, I think we're going to be... I mean, if we finish, I don't know, say 7th or 8th, that is an improvement which I'll take, to be honest compared to where we've been before, because we've literally been bottom-off championship clubs since we've dropped it. There hasn't been a season we've been above that, has there? Really. You know, yeah. we've, we've literally rested into clubs who've got wage bills more than half less than ours, and, you know, it's not good enough. I don't care on anybody's word for how many how much we're paying some of these players, including Branch, and she's got beyond, you know, between 19 and 20 grand a week, and that's a lot of money for this division when you look at the teams around us. Coventry's... Best player, I think, O'Hara, is he? O'Hare, a player I'd definitely take. Great midfielder. I think he's on seven grand a week, which shows you how much wage wages we're wasting on players. Because we're, we're, yeah. like you said, we're, we've been looking in the, in the in waste bin and stuff like that. But, you know, we've been shopping in waste bins in Harrods rather than, you know, being pragmatic and being smart when it comes down to signing players. But... Yeah. I agree with that, but if, if if you look at, for example, you look at the defensive position, right? Um, and and you were talking about Taylor. To cover the two positions that, let's say, Suter and Yagielka are going to play this season, then arguably you might want to keep Taylor and Forrester. But I believe somebody like Taylor would be better going back on loan to uh, gain the experience he needs... Um, rather than hang about to play maybe eight, nine or ten games in the championship next season. And I think that's the way he'll work this season. He'll try and get people in, he'll send out the younger players on loan, say, for Christmas, and then then change them, because there's no doubt, in in my opinion, that it's not the defence that's going to be the problem for Stoke. It's going to be the same old problem of having the ball put in the net enough, and Jacob Brown needs somebody to work with. He can't do it all on his own. And we need a far more mobile midfield. And that's where I think Stoke should be working hard on, on getting a mobile midfield in. Because are you happy with our midfield? No, I'm majorly not happy with our midfield. That's for me where the problems lie. I think they're the real problems. We, I think, to be honest, ever since we got promoted to the Premier League, we, we for, even before that, I think we were struggling in midfield. 
you know, I think we did all right when we had Whelan and White because we were obviously bypassing the midfield with the long ball style under Pulis. So you didn't really need one. But with the way Michael O'Neill plays, you need a box-to-box player, a proper holding midfielder, um, a creative passer and, and a player that can play behind the striker and support him. But we don't have any of those players. We have Vrancic, Klukas, Thompson, who was slightly different, to be fair to him, but all of them are very similar. None of them are quick. None of them can get up and down. None of them have got a, a killer pass. Vrancic can do, now and again, but he hasn't got the legs. And to be honest, Michael O'Neill was wasting him by playing him too high up the pitch. We've got... They're all very similar, which is what which what really annoys me with them. They're all very similar central midfielders. Some are left-footed, some are right, but they're all the same. Joe Allen's the yeah. same. For me, we need a very youthful, quick holding midfielder, which is why I say we should be moving for Max Beard. I don't even think our, our transfer team's smart enough to even think of that, to be honest. Um, are you happy with it? For me, that's the problem. For me, a right wing back's key and a new midfield. That's why I don't understand why we're trying to keep hold of Allen and Branchich when we've got a load of wages there where we can bring maybe three or four good, decent free transfers in. No, I, I wouldn't disagree with anything that you're saying. And, of course, we're missing out your mate Ben Wilmot as well, aren't we, in defence? I mean, Ben Wilmot's gone from left to right to centre. Um, and I think he's done an admirable job wherever he's gone. I can't see Taylor Howard Bellish coming back, if I'm being honest. No, I think yeah. that's done. No, Howard Bellish is done. I think he'll go back City. Um, I think he'll be trying to... For most of the window, he'll be trying to look for a Premier League loan deal to maybe a newcomer or somebody who's scraped up. Um, to be honest, I, I think Ben Wilmot will be all right. If we're playing with three at the back, Ben Wilmot on the right-hand side of centre-back. For me, we only need one centre-back if this window, and that's a natural left-footed centre-back to play alongside Suter on the left. We've got Jaggy Elker on the bench. For me, I'd keep hold of Taylor as that spare defender. And you can come in for cup matches in in midweek match because we're going to have a lot of them, which is why I'd keep hold of him. Yeah, and then obviously we've got to invest on the right and left wing-backs in the midfield. I think striker-wise, I think we've got two good ones in Brown and Campbell. And I just think we need a, a couple of spare ones that can sit on the bench and or it would a little bit different. But what for me we need is the most, we need to spend as bulk in the midfield. I think we've got a decent player there in Baker. I think if you feed him, he'll improve. But you need somebody along this. You need somebody on the left side who can really support with creative passing, who can move as well and take pressure off Baker. But then you need a box to box holding midfielder, and that's where for me Max Beard's perfect. But it's one of them entities because that we need pace in that midfield and bringing old men in isn't going to help it. Bringing Branchich in and Remain Sawyer's. We know Remain Sawyer's has got a killer pass, but that's all he's got. He's not. He's got no pace. He doesn't track back. He can't tackle. Whoever said he was a holding midfielder need, needs his eyes checking. For me, Sawyer's is another one that we should just not. We shouldn't be looking at players like that. If he's not good enough for West Brom, why in God's green earth is he good enough for us? Yeah, I agree with that. And the other thing, of course, is that you will have Chester to moan about this year, will you? Um, and if if you're not going to have have the players in, do you think they'll go back for more? If you pardon the pun, I don't think. You know the guy we had from Reading when we swapped in. Oh, Liam Moore. Um, I, forgot about him. Yeah, I don't think we'll sign him. I think he'd be too expensive. No, he. No. 
to be honest, I, I think he had two games, didn't he, where he looked like, oh, we are. But then he it died off quick and then he got injured. For me, that's enough. You know, the injury yeah. for me to say, right, thank you for what you've done, but get yourself gone. But he's actually out highly paid, he is. I didn't know he was on, he's on nearly 36 grand a week, he is. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, it's amazing. Which is incredible for how much you know for how much he's played, but it's it's yeah, one of them, isn't it? But the the last thing we'll talk about is there's been no release of the kit so far, which I've been asked by five people about what's going on with the kit this season for next season. Well, I, I mean, the kit's Macron. It's oh. uh, we signed another deal with Macron. The, the kit is Macron kit, and. Um, what they're trying to do is they're trying to get people so excited about the kit that they're releasing it in drips. Um, so one day there'll be a sock, the next day there'll be a shirt. Um, oh, God. Is this that CEO? Is it good? You'll soon be able to see the sock. They will be socking it to you. God, who gives some monkeys about socks? I couldn't give a, I couldn't care less. They <laughs> <laughs> do a drip feeding it like that for. I couldn't give a monkey. Just what look at well, the away kit. I know what the own one's going to be like. And if they change well, from red and white. I was going to say to you, it's going to be a real shock this next season because Stoke are going to uh, do something with red and white stripes for the home kit. Oh, you're joking, aren't you? Red and white yeah, stripes? Who would have thought that? Yeah, the away kit, the away kit, look, even the thickest person on two legs, sorry, the, the, not the thickest, the most dense, slow, whatever person on two legs, must have an idea of the colour of the kit with uh, the way they've been writing everything in black and grey. That might give people um, uh, a clue as to what the kit colour might be. Oops. But it's not far away now. I mean, if you see... Uh, the, the Stoke City store are tweeting like on a grey black ground background with black in front um, you might get an idea that um, Stoke are probably going to be using that similar colour for their away kit I heard it was yellow and blue well there you go you see you must be colour blind Ian <laughs> what from black and grey <laughs> <laughs> I I um, I can't make any comments on the kit other than I hope it isn't similar to the one of this year because I want a fan of this year's. No, I, did, I didn't like... I thought it would grow on me the green, and but it's green, it reminds me too much of Celtic. Right, so, you know, I, it's not my cup of tea, the green. If it, was, if it was green and black stripes, I think I might, I, I might have warmed to it a bit, but... You know, I, I, I didn't like it. But to be honest, I've not really liked a Macron kit since it came out. The only one I did like was uh, last season's. Was it what was the away kit colour? Not last this season, last season, the season before. Blue did... and yellow was the season before when we had that funny shoulder pad. And the worst part about the kit then was the um, the tracksuits made them look like firemen or lifeboatmen, if you remember. They oh, yeah, regular... yeah. To be fair, I did like the last one, yeah. Yeah, I've got that one, the navy blue and the yellow, I remember now. Yeah. You know, but it, yeah. they're very jazzy, aren't they, these, these Macron kits? They're very well, jazzy. jazzy isn't a, isn't a word I would use. I would use chaotic. <laughs> I'm not. I, look, you can't do much with the home kit. Do you remember the year we got to Wembley and we had the the plain red patch on the back? The season before, I think we had a plain white patch. Yeah, yeah. On the back, they they just try to change things so people will buy the kit. 
And historically, for Stoke, you've got a red and white striped kit. If you're if you're cutting back because your gas bills are going up, your electric bills going up, your house insurance is going up, your car insurance, petrol, everything else, food's going up, then you'll look at your red and white striped shirt and you'll think, I can wear this again next season. Why? Because they're playing in red and white. Alex Macron. And, <laughs> I, I, and you'll you'll just see more and more of that. So I think that is why Stoke are. Uh, in being more inventive, shall I say, with their uh, away strip, um, which I know you'll love, Ian, because it, it, it has all the hallmarks of of a strip that I know that will just drive you wild. What's that then? I can't tell you because I'd have to kill you if I told you now. Br- but, bright, um, bright blue and yellow. <laughs> I'm not saying any more. It's just it will match your mood, Ian. <laughs> well, it's and going... everybody, when they see the away kit. They'll look at it and they'll say, that's, a, that's an Ian kit. Hey, don't worry, it's not it's just me who's negative. Ian. It's not just me who's negative around Stoke at the moment. And people on the forums, they're all talking about the same thing. We couldn't sign a cheque. And I think it's, that's just how people are feeling. They just, it seems to me, it doesn't matter. But now people are starting to realise now that it doesn't matter who the manager is. These problems keep coming. You know, it's been more, yeah. it's like more cues than it was, you know, the man who never should have been hired, who I was linking at Vale at the time, somehow become Stoke manager, and I'm not going to say his name because it'll just make me angry. Then we give, then the same thing happened with Gary Rowett, same thing happened with Nathan Jones, and now the same thing sort of happening with Michael O'Neill. It's got to change, hasn't it? Simple as that, and that's why I think people are voting with their feet. That's why people aren't turning up. You know, it was like I spoke to a, a person I hadn't seen for a while, not long ago in the in the supermarket. I went, he goes, Did you go to the last game? I went, Yeah, I was there. He goes, Did you? He goes, No, I'd rather have sat in the garden and done some gardening. I was like, What? He goes, Yeah, I, I just went and sat in the garden. And he said, He goes again next season. He goes, No. I'm a, I was like, I'm not going down, watch that crap. Same every year. Owners don't spend. The club is rotting away. No good players worth watching. He said, I said to me, who's your favourite goes to me, who's your favourite player? I, I was stood there for ten minutes thinking. You know, and then I thought, well, it's Harry Suter probably, and he's like, There you go. It's it's so hard to think about things about the club at the moment. There's no excitement. You, I mean, you've already ruined everybody's weekends, but I said, What do you think we're gonna do in the market? Well we're gonna go we're gonna try and get some swap deals in, a couple of loans, some free transfers and and you know that's how it works, and, and we all—I know how that works. But with the the layman fan, it doesn't wash with a man. And that's where I'm from. Everywhere I've spoke to, and everybody I've been linked to, and, and spoke to about Stoke over the last probably year, two years, they've had enough. Simple as that. Right. Well, I understand all that you're saying, and I'll just go back to the fact that the away kit will just fit in with your mood tremendously. But one thing you've said about not. Uh, we couldn't sign a cheque. It. I know you didn't mean it like this, but who's played for us that is of cheque origin? What? <laughs> we couldn't sign a cheque. I just asked you. Oh, that's <laughs> so a good on joke. That, on, on that note, uh, for next time we have the podcast, I just think people should should tell us who we signed that was a cheque. I don't think we've had one. I don't think we have either. Oh, we have. We have. Jan Colley, on loan, when Johan Boskamp was in. Was he Czech? He was Czech, yeah, on loan from Anderlecht. Right, OK. Come on, look at that for knowledge. Instantly as well. <laughs> I think he only played well, five games. Well, according to this, he was Austrian. Oh, don't tell me that. Jan Colley. Yeah. 
Yeah, with, with a K. Was named, his brother was named Dog. Oh, here we go now. Poor, just poor jokes coming out now. And I think that's where we'll leave it because the football's about kick off. We've had a good talk. Uh, hang on a minute. No, being serious. Who are you now predicting to stay up? I mean, seriously now, we get all this nonsense. I know you've said it earlier, but um, who are you predicting? And I was joking, by the way, Jan Collar is Czech. And, yeah, um, I thought so, yeah. I, um, I can't even remember him being on loan for us, actually. I think City win the title. Um, Burnley will go down. You're keeping with that, are you? I'm going to... St- oh, my God. I, just, I know what you're on about now. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I've got a feeling on Leeds. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Uh, I'm still going to go with Burnley because I know Leeds can turn up when they want, but I'm still going to go Burnley. I've got, I've got to right, stick then. with my guts, got to, got to stick with it. And um, I, right. I think Forest will go up. Right, and uh, in the other playoff match, there's another playoff next Saturday at Wembley. Uh, that's Vale, I'm afraid. Do you think so? Yeah, yeah. Right, well, I'm Mansfield through and through, um, so I will stick with that, and I wish them every success. Uh, and in terms of uh, league, I think City will win it, and in terms of going down, I think Leeds will go down. But the most important result we have to predict is tomorrow against Wolves, and I'm going for Stoke to win in extra time, 2-1. I think Stoke will win that 1-0, or overall 90. Great. That's and it. Are we done? That's it. Done. So thanks for listening. Don't worry about any news coming out of the club. Me and Andrew are going to cover it every Sunday like normal. Transfers, you'll hear it here first, unless it's obviously in the week and you've heard it first on social media. We'll also be talking about the kit if it is released next week, as they're dribbing and drabbing as it's just been called. I mean, brilliant. So make sure you follow us on social media, on Instagram, on Twitter and on Facebook. Just type in The Potters Podcast or The Potters, at The Potters, sorry. And make sure you have your say. We've also got the Facebook group called The Potters. Make sure you add yourself to that and you can have your say on any news that comes up that's shared on there. Also share your own news if there's anything there you want to put up. So thanks for listening. ta all the best.